1: It happens every night. Every night. Nice. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I, I haven't, no. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting <clears> in my <throat> notes, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care, no. Yeah. Head my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line to get out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there low oh. budget live not
2: so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful Middle Tennessee, sunny Middle Tennessee. Finally, finally been griping about the weather a bunch because every time I go fishing, the wind blows forty-seven miles an hour all year. It's crazy. It's crazy, but uh, it's finally like eighty degrees and things are happening. Hope you're all doing well out there, you bunch of low lifers. This is the podcast for Monday, May the second, and if you're just tuning into this. For the first time, let me hit you with this. Welcome. And if you heard to heard me say lowlifer and you're like, what is going on? Why are you offending me? Well, that's what the listeners of this show refer to themselves as. So welcome, low lifers, young and old, new and returning to low budget life. Yeah, it's uh it's finally May. It's gonna be May. Here we go. Uh Got a good guest today. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a lot of things, man. I'm I'm uh, life is life is crazy good right now. It's moving crazy fast though. Uh, got got Harper, the triple threats daughter, my beautiful stepdaughter, graduating college this week. It's uh, it's crazy to think that that's even reality. Y'all heard Harper on the show several times. Need her get her back on here before she flies the coop. But she is. Uh, She's getting her degree in anesthesiology tech, and she's going to go to work at Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. So, uh, very, very proud. Very, very proud. So, her graduation and pinning ceremony is this week, and then young Charles, Charlie, my stepson, uh, eighteen years old, hard to believe, but graduates high school. Next, I guess maybe two weeks. Or one week from this coming weekend, I think I think Harper graduates on a Saturday and He graduates the next Friday I believe is how it shakes out So lots of things happening around the uh, traveling circus Low budget live headquarters here Triple Triple We're losing our mind a little bit We're getting a little grayer We're getting a little sadder around here But we still got uh, we still got them three, them three littles That ain't so little anymore coming up But uh, huge congrats to those kiddos They worked very hard And uh, I've watched Harper Get up super early, three in the morning. Drive to Nashville from our house to Vanderbilt for over a year, a year and a half now, doing her clinicals. So, just proud, Dad. Just a proud dad uh, And also she's been uh, This video went kind of viral On Facebook of her Shooting a shotgun With turkey loaded And knocking her glasses Off her face On Facebook If you haven't seen it Go look at it But she decided She wanted to go turkey hunting For the first time And we went opening weekend She's gone a couple times But me and Hudson And uh, and Ryder We've been getting After them turkeys We got to hunt With Brad Knight On Easter weekend I, I, I know i uh, I talked about that a little bit on the show But Buddy Brad came down But we, uh, we've we been getting after him, man We got after him this weekend a little bit And uh, got some hemmed up this morning And I thought we were going to close the deal We just don't have as many birds as we used to have Y'all have heard me say that But uh, been getting after them turks Been getting after them bass a little bit too So uh, life is good right now in the Duncan household So appreciate each and every one of you tuning in I want to thank the sponsors real fast of the show First and foremost, Star Trine Kicking ethanol in the, in the teeth more than ever. More than ever. They're trying to push this ethanol in your gas to bring them prices down when they could just, I don't know, maybe not charge us four arms and five legs for the gas. But ethanol will mess your outboard engine up. It will mess up your weed eater. It will mess up your chainsaw. I've been trying to let it mess up my weed eater. I ain't gonna lie, I'm just going full ethanol and no Startron in the weed eater because I hate weed eating Let's just be honest. If I'm just speaking to you low lifers right now And the triple threat is not listening She doesn't listen to anything I say Or anything I do When it comes to fishing uh, and, and, the, and the fishing world that is my life She don't care Okay, let's just be honest So if you want to ruin your lawnmower Don't use StarTron But you don't want to ruin your outboard engine So put you some StarTron in the tank A little dab will do you You can get it basically anywhere Shake it or not I like to shake it Kick ethanol in the teeth with StarTron. We appreciate the folks from StarTron. StarBright Cleaning Solutions down there in Florida supporting low-budget live and all the traveling circus endeavors. Pro-Guide batteries. we got them Pro-Guides in that Express X21. I'm running the lithiums. So light, you can pick them up like this. And I'm weak. I can pick them up with that pinky. Just like that, I'm running the 31 AGM for my cranking battery and three of those beautiful Lithium makes, uh, dude, I'm telling you, I try to kill them. I say this every week, but I stand on them jokers. I stand on them, stand on it. And there's so many lithium companies out there. This is to I know about ProGuide. They've been in the battery business way longer than most of those folks. Not in the lithium battery game until the last year, two years, they've been doing prototypes. They released these at ICAST last year. They have been in the marine industry, in the battery business for years and years. They're a very reputable company. Check them out, ProGuyBatteries.com Use code LBL10 to get you a break on some good old batteries Baitworks.com, new to the show this year Very near and dear to my heart I'm a tackle junkie If you want it, they got it If they don't got it, they got it coming And don't hit order if you don't want it to show up at your house That's the overwhelming theme with Baitworks They got great prices if they got it, they getting it to you very quick. You can use code DUNCAN-10 at Baitworks to pick you up some of them mag drafts. I made a post this week. Been been loving mag draft life lately. Uh, been throwing that bait a couple years now, but, man, this year I have really uh, had some fun with the, with Maggie, Magdalena as I like to call it, Baitworks.com, DUNCAN-10. Let them know you're a lowlifer. Appreciate y'all using that code. I see it every single time you do, and uh, it means a lot. And last but not least Hang the banner Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas That X-21 Pro We got the new, 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 new Coming soon That new, new But that X-21 Pro Down there with that 250 Yamaha showed Right down here in the shop Right now I love that boat I talk about it endlessly It's the official boat of the Traveling Circus Low budget live I appreciate them partnering with me It is my favorite bass boat That I've ever owned as far as flexibility, what I can do at it is versatile. I can take it in big water. I can take it in skinny water. I love it. Storage is crazy. The sea deck is amazing. If you want to find out for yourself, go go try to find one right now <laughs> to take a test ride. I see some of y'all messaging me. Look, it, hey, times are tough right now, man. Um, you see it on car lots. You see it on. Uh, you see it with boat dealerships. These supply chain shortages are really slowing things down right now And uh, and the orders are through the roof So, good luck If you can find an X-21, go get out there Of course, new model coming very soon Ding! Hang on, hang on. Do I have Hey! New model's coming very soon We're going to be doing walkthrough videos on that really, really, the 2023 bad boy that I'm fixing to get Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas Building excitement since 1966 All right, all right I got to say a big old fat congrats to my dude, Jeff Reynolds, that old oaky son of a gun, winning the Toyota Series at Grand Lake because, of course, he did, and he did it sight fishing. <laughs> sight fishing is one of my favorite things in the world. Y'all know that. Y'all know I love me some sight fishing. But Jeff Reynolds, uh, old friend, used Fish the Elite Series. I met, I met uh, Jeff and his lovely wife, Amanda, years and years ago. Just good damn people, man. That's all you can say about Jeff Reynolds. He is a good person, great fisherman, great outdoorsman, great hunter, and a great cameraman as well down there for Carico. But he uh, he closed her out there, got him a big Toyota win on Grants. So I wanted to say congrats to him on that. Uh, Lee Livesey, the Bassmaster Central Open. Ridiculous, ridiculous, man. Everybody, it was tough. It was tough. That place is a mud hole. Ross Barnett is a freaking mud hole. 200 and whatever boats is too many to have in a major tournament there. It is what it is. But comes out swinging the first day, 25 pounds, and still doesn't have the lead, but is able to uh, back it up days two and three. Now he's going to the Classic Guaranteed. Not that he needs any help because he catches them basically everywhere he goes anymore. But uh, got mad at him in Central Open, so congrats to Lee on that. One of the best dudes in the sport, absolutely just – up in his game all the time right now. Uh, I want to. I want to touch on that for a second. Y'all know I'm. A, I'm an Opens fan. I love the Opens. I do. Uh, they are a gauntlet though, and it should be that way to qualify. I get that. But the 200 plus boats on a fishery like Barnett, it is an issue. And look, the guys walking away with checks, they're not complaining about that. But but it does take its toll. They go to some fantastic fisheries, and you see that pressure that no off limits that it it does, it does impact the fisheries. And I'm not saying it should be easy. It shouldn't be. No pro tournaments are easy. No big tournaments are easy. The competition is, is very, very uh, evenly matched these days. Everybody, I'm like, the, the game has been just the bar gets raised more and more and more, especially a lot of these young anglers. You just see it more and more and more. But I will say, the no, pr- unlimited practice thing And I asked Hank Weldon this on the show It's an issue, it's an issue These lakes, man, I see I see on Instagram Some of these guys go 10, 12 days uh, And then they can get information And they can use that to their advantage And that's fine But on the Elite Series, you can't get information So I argue Getting information on a trail That qualifies you for a trail Where you cannot get information Is not okay and, uh, and you know you you see that you see that unfortunately in those opens and uh, you still got to catch them you still got to catch them there've been guys that are super super connected in the fishing world that have all the help in the world that haven't made it to the elites so I, I get it there's a lot of factors there I think there'll be some changes next year in the opens I'm hearing rumblings, rumors some things that could happen we'll see it should be it'll be interesting uh, I would like to see that. They take whoever goes to the least fishes all of them. I just think that's fair. It's a huge expense. It's a huge undertaking. But, but if you're going to compete at that next level, I think you got to be able to compete in all nine. I mean, it's just you're going to have to catch them. And man, you, this schedule, looking at that opens AOI, John Hookup, Soakup leading it right now. It's it's a mess, man. It's a topsy turvy mess. You go down to Florida. You go to Cherokee. You go to the James River. And now you got Ross Barnett. I mean, the schedule is diverse, and the guy that wins that OOI every year earns it. But this year, more than ever, I feel like crazy conditions have been thrown their way so many times. That race—it's only only four tournaments deep out of nine—but it will be interesting. I think they got a long pause till July now. But those opens, I say it's bass fishing purgatory. Payouts not great. Payouts not great, and it, and the expense is monumental just like every other time i mean fishing is expensive but it's risk it for the biscuit to get to the elites in those uh in those opens and and look y'all know no shade whatsoever i've said this multiple times i i love fishing the opens i love the way they're ran i love the people i think they run an absolute solid freaking event and look if everybody's got a problem with how the rules are or how big the fields are, the payout, then stop fishing. And every one of the divisions has countless, countless people on people on the waiting list. So I don't think the public perception is that they have any kind of issue there. So obviously, it's just uh, it's just a thought, you know. And I think there there are just uh, and Hank alluded to it on the podcast. Go back and listen to uh, Bassmaster Open Tournament Director Hank Weldon on the show back. January I guess when we had Hank on And he said the schedule next year is going to line up a little differently With Bass Pro Shops not being the title sponsor They don't have to schedule around Bass Pro Shops for weigh-ins Next season, that 2023 year uh, he, he said look for some different lakes Look for some different things I, I hope so Because they do they do go to a lot of the same fisheries Over and over and over And and listen man, no disrespect to Ross Barnett That's a shithole hole. <laughs> <laughs> like it just is man it just i don't know what that's about um it's garbage okay ross barnett is garbage garbage the red river is a hole as well it is sam Rayburn in the fall will be Every lake in the fall It'll be kind of tough But listen Listen To me The Red River is a Hole <laughs> And you're gonna put 237 Mother On that Hole <laughs> It's like I'm telling you man That central schedule I was like No touchy Back <laughs> Get It was like this When I saw that yeah, I'm out on that. <laughs> A central schedule son, you gonna iron your keeping that one. Of course Lee Livesy's not complaining. He haven't had the Simba, the baby Simba picture of his uh newborn on stage. Epic picture. Epic picture. Uh but I don't know. I, I think that central schedule man, whoever makes the elites out of that division. Just go ahead and and uh, they – who the top three in that, they should just let them go to the Classic. They should give them $100,000 just for fishing those. When I saw that schedule, man, I'm not a fair-weather fan. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, yeah, I'm just going to slide over here to these Southerns even though I've got my teeth kicked in at the first two. I ain't going <laughs> I ain't going to Barnett and Red River back-to-back. Back. No, sir. I do not want the Express beat in freaking half by stumps because I've seen me do it. <laughs> Rebar, whatever. Whew. I, I fish them for a good time. Ain't nothing. Ain't a good time about that. Sorry. If you live in Shreveport, I apologize. If you like the Red River, man, I, growing up, that's a fishery that's changed so much. Because I can remember like the Federation with with Iconelli down there and some of those early, like the classic, the skeet ones. Some, dude, those were epic tournaments. But that place is a, I mean, hole these days. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bozier City may want to sponsor the podcast. I'll be like, get your money out of here. (laughs) I'm having too much fun (laughs) with you people right now. All right, that leads me to uh, our guest today is, uh, is a very intriguing young man. I'll put it that way. He is kicking butt and taking names in the Bassmaster Elite Series this year in his rookie season. He comes uh, highly suggested by lots of, uh, lots of folks I know to get him on. He's from Wisconsin. And, and this guy's story is, is really unique, and we're going to get into it just from his fishing background and things. But he's blowing out right now um, with five events to go. So four down, four down the pipe. He is absolutely crushing it in the Elite Series Rookie of the Year race. We're going to get him on the phone right now. Jay, secure it. As soon as my phone works, I'm trying to FaceTime him. I'm going to stop and call him regular. I mean, dialed up. Those sound effects got me shook, y'all. I mean, shook. Hello. Jay, how are you, dude? How's it going? I tried to FaceTime audio. It's a hot mess here all the time. I don't know if you (laughs) watch the show, listen to the show, but listen... I've got a new board with all kinds of sound effects. I got this, uh, air horn. Like I, 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 I got, I'm, I'm having too much fun. And I was talking about how the red river is a hole before, uh, before I got on, I got on a tear about the central open schedule right before I called you. Yeah. So uh, everybody at Bass will be tickled to hear
1: my rant <laughs> yeah. about the central opens because
2: they are garbage this year Oh,
3: it's
2: bad. <laughs> yeah nobody wants to fish 230 boats on ross barnett okay that's nobody's yeah. idea of a good time even lee lives who won it would have rather been somewhere else
1: all right let's
2: just be, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest well dude i appreciate you joining me man yeah. uh i've been wanting to have you on really wanted to have you on before the season and and the way i kind of pick who i talk to just, you know, uh Pat Remick and I with straight cast talked about this. It just kind of pops up, right? Like I'm random about stuff, but I keep up with everything. Right, yeah. And you were a guy that uh I've been spending a lot of time up in Wisconsin, uh, with MPFL, our studios are up there in Appleton, and your name sure. comes up all the time up there with some with some How's friends of mine. It does, man. And then when you made the elite, and then now after you've caught fire in the elites and you're and you're leading this rookie of the year, so man, I wanted to uh, wanted to get you on, pick your brain. Uh, some things that I, I didn't realize dude. you've not been really chasing this. I mean, you're, you're a young man, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but you've not been chasing the pro, the trying to qualify for the elite series, uh, for very long, right? I mean, 2019, uh, I, you started on the co-angler side.
3: Yeah, that was it. 2019 started on the co-angler side. And then I did it for two years. So I fished the co-angler in and then 21, I was like, all right, it's time to try it as a owner." and I qualified in my first year, and that was not, not my goal at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was my goal, but at the same time, it was like, if it happened, you know, if it were to happen, it happens. I don't even know what I would do at the time if it were to happen. Yeah. Talk, talk about that.
2: So I've got so, I've so many young friends that are trying to make it, guys like Trace Wendell, yeah. Sam George, and there and there's countless, right? I think there are 90 people fishing all three divisions this year. Right. In that moment, you're excited, but there's also a little bit like, okay. <laughs> now what? Yeah. Because, it's because of the cost, right?
3: Right. Yeah, It all it all comes down to that. And, I mean, at the time before I even qualified, it was like I didn't know – where I was going to get the funding, how I was going to get the funding. And if I was even, to be honest with you, I don't know if there was ever a question if I was going to fish the elites because it's something that I wanted to do, you know, Mm -hmm. my entire life, even though I'm not that old. But at the time it was still like, am I still too young? Like I still have a lot to learn. And that whole entry fee deal kind of like kicks you back a little bit. Like, yeah, it's great and all until you see that. But then you're like, at the same time, you know you could probably get a hold of enough people and at least try and make it through the first year, and you never know what's gonna happen in the first year I mean you could kill it or I mean you could do bad you never know i mean, and stuff can start happening and i I know decently well in the industry I kind of know how the industry works just mm-hmm. because I've seen my dad go through it right, right he fishes the walleye side so at le- I at least had that somewhat of a knowledge of how the industry works and this and that and, yeah, I decided to to jump in, and so far so good, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I think for me, man, you got off to this fast start, and then they cover you on live at Chickamauga, and you had a mm-hmm. rough first day, mm-hmm. and then you made a comeback. And to me, I was like, you know, man that that shows that shows your true colors. That shows, hey, I, he, he's he's able to shake off that bad day and come back on day two, catch a good bag, and get right back in it, man. Uh, and and dude. To me, the schedule, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I I I know you fish a lot of shallow water river type stuff up, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I saw you post about Butamort the other day. I cross that yep. that pond all the time when I'm up there. Yep. Um, but you fish a lot of shallow water stuff. But, I mean, is that northern kind of swing? I know I'm throwing North Dakota in there because it's it's going to be a smallie deal. I mean, are you, Yeah. doesn't that, that favor, does that favor you
3: going up that way? Yeah, that's my, that's what I've been waiting for the whole year. I I just kept, I kept telling myself, well, I, so I got through these first four and then I was like, well, darn, that wasn't so bad. And then (laughs) I'm looking at, I'm looking at these next two fork and pickwick. I'm looking at, I'm going, you know, they're going to be, fish are going to be deeper, more summertime, not necessarily summertime, but you know, they're going to be closer to where they'd be in the summertime and more offshore patterns and things. But my thought process going through it right now is like if i can just get through these next couple of tournaments like these last three tournaments have been like all i've been thinking about is like Owahi, <laughs> st lawrence and then the mississippi river or it's st lawrence Hawaii, and then the river now but yeah
2: with Hawaii being a, a a major player in the wall walleye world that's where i hear have you been there with your dad before in
3: the past? I have never, I've never actually been there with my okay. dad. Okay, He's won some walleye tournaments over there, some pretty big ones, actually. And, uh, no, I mean, yeah, he's caught in bass, you know, in the past. He's told me stories about catching bass over there and blah, blah, blah. But that place is, I mean, it's massive. There's Huge. so many places. And when he goes there, you know, he's just fishing for walleye. So yeah. it's not like he's specifically targeting bass. I mean, I'm going to get over there that's what i'm excited about that one i'm gonna be able to get over there and pre practice oh, nice because it's only like eight hours from the house and i got time these other ones i haven't really been able to pre-practice for so it's that's what i'm looking forward to the most about the the last three tournaments
2: that that's what i was going to ask were you able to get to florida do you have a lot of florida experience before this year since you just started yeah this year, other than just your co-angler and first year on the opens
3: yeah no i don't have Hardly. I mean, I have two trips to Florida to my name. I have one when I went down, I think it was the first one in 2020. I fished as a co-angler on the Kissimmee chain and it went all right. I mean, I learned some things, nothing crazy. And then I went back uh, my first year as a boater for, I actually fished the centrals and the southerns in 2021. And it was the first tournament of the Southern series on the Harris chain. So that was my second opportunity to fish. So I guess I did have some knowledge of the Harris Chain part. A little bit, of, little bit of idea anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just getting around and things like that. I didn't do super hot in the Southern Tournament, but yeah, it gave me an idea. And But as far as the other lakes went, like Santee or Chickamauga, I didn't have any prior knowledge. I didn't go pre-practice or anything. and fortunate enough to stumble onto some decent fish in practice and they held up for the tournament
2: (laughs) that's awesome man uh that that's uh i mean that's what it's all about i think that when you're young the the saying we see it a lot in bass fish you don't know what you don't know right like you just show up at a body of water even if there are preconceived notions you just go do your thing would you consider yourself like looking down that schedule talking about hawaii st lawrence I mean, obviously you're a Wisconsin guy, you're not necessarily just right on top of lacrosse, but do you have a lot of experience on lacrosse?
3: I don't, I don't have as much as I would like to have seeing it on the schedule for this year. (laughs) I mean, I would have liked to, I fished tournaments over there. I think I fished a handful, maybe five or six. And, uh, you know, like last year I fished, uh, it was actually a Bass Nation regional tournament over there at the same time of the year we're going to be there this year and I had a good finish in that tournament and uh, I just have a good I I have a good a good feel for that body of water at that time of the year late August early fall kind of a deal and it 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 does set up like a lot of our local rivers here at home like my home body of water is the Wisconsin River which Mm -hmm. is it's kind of like a mini Mississippi River is what I would call it and uh I just don't get over to the Mississippi as much just because it's, it's about two hours from my house. And a lot of the local guys over there seem to keep up with the fish more than I do. I'd have to be over there quite a bit to, compete with those guys and them little small derbies that they got
2: yeah I, I keep up with some of those guys up there just that i've met over the years yeah. they are they are
3: pretty tuned in
2: most oh, of the yeah. time. They're dialed. that's a uh that is one of the most and i think it's super underrated how intimidating that fishery is I, i've only been there right. one time and it is uh it, especially we were there in a, uh, during an flw tour event mm-hmm. in 18 i believe and it was flooded and you want to just throw that much more of a playing field at you you know yeah, raging right. current and you can just go so far up in the woods and mm-hmm. it was very very intimidating place um i wasn't a fan i'll be on because i was seeing the old bassmaster elite footage of like todd faircloth catching them in right, yeah. and all. that was not the case when we were there in may i was like no. I was like, where's that fishery the current's three miles an hour like in backwaters and stuff when we were there it was like what is going on <laughs> yeah. and i like current you know i'm a tennessee river You're rat right. but it's like what this is not what i'm used
3: to i'm not That's it's a lot be, different i'm yeah. not supposed to be
2: drifting through lily pads at like three miles an hour <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is weird man <laughs> yeah it freaked me out and i stayed stuck the entire time it was just oh, me, and, me and the mississippi did not uh we did not jive too well so uh well man i think if anybody is listening to this that's fishing against you and there are several in that rookie of the year race that i know tune in uh you guys are screwed <laughs>
1: when you right. boys go up north i'm telling you this guy's got a hold of no. it and uh that'll
2: probably no, nah, man yeah, I, I think all it's all uh too. i think it's really cool i got my buddy joseph webster's in second he's fish FLW, with joe he's uh he's a great dude great fisherman yeah
3: i talked to him he's a super nice guy super good dude he uh yeah.
2: and and kind of like you know made it the hard way into the FLW yeah, tour cool. through the federation and all that good guy he'll mm. he'll have something to say at pickwick i feel like joseph has that's a good
3: track record yeah that's what i was <laughs> yeah i was nervous about that yeah
2: it, it, he he is uh he has a really good track record there he will yeah. he'll be tough but man i i think that race going down the stretch with several of you guys is going to be a, a lot of fun oh uh, yeah with the schedule <laughs> is there anything for so a lot of opens anglers listen to the to the show is there anything that you have been surprised by on the elite series and what i mean by that is is there anything that you thought oh, it's just a bass tournament, it's just another bass tournament, it's just the highest level, but it's the, is there anything that you've been completely caught off guard by, not necessarily from a competition standpoint, but just like something that you
3: weren't ready for? Uh, I wouldn't say it was anything I wasn't ready for. I would have to say the number one thing that I've noticed, though, between fishing at home, you know, fishing local tournaments, and then going to the opens, fishing the opens, and then getting to this level the thing I noticed the most is like an on the water thing, and it's just like going through the progressions in practice and then like going into that first and second day of the tournament is just how good these guys really are. Like, instead of say you thought you found two or three pretty sneaky areas, <laughs> maybe out of the way, yeah. and like you get there on the first day of the tournament, and there's two, three, four of our guys like in the zone that you thought you'd have all to yourself, or even if you're just going, you know, first or second day of practice and you find this little, I don't know, say it's a little turn or something or a little underwater point with some stumps on it. Like that guy's probably already got it found. Like, it's just crazy (laughs) to me seeing these guys on just such specific spots that you would think that somebody would never pull up on. Uh, It's pretty wild to me how quick, these guys figure out some of the best areas in the lake.
2: It, it is scary at times. FLW yeah. like was the same way, man. You'd be like, it, yeah. I always said, if you, and I've said it on here multiple times, but if you're by yourself, you're either blowing the tournament out by 20 yeah. pounds or you're in last place <laughs> <laughs> at that level because everybody finds everything, man. They really it's do. It's wild. And, yeah. and, and I think when you come in as a rookie, so many of those guys, because all tournament trails, they like to regurgitate you know, lakes they go to. They right, like the yeah. tourism, you know, the the places that, mm-hmm. you know, we all like. MPFL. we were just at Lake Hartwell. It's the best place in the world to have a bass tournament, man. There's a reason yep. that people go there. It's a great tournament lake. The host city is amazing. And so all these tournament trails tend to go back. So these veteran guys, like a Gerald Swindle, hell, he's been to Chickamauga right. more times than you've, like, been on the earth
0: (laughs) you know what I mean over the
2: years like he's seen it terrible he's seen it great he's seen it in the fall he's seen it in the winter Uh like that's that's what for me has to be so intimidating like coming in you're like here you go rookie congratulations you make it and you roll up at the St. John's River and they've been there three years in a row you're like and not to mention twenty other times or whatever. So I, I that's crazy to me to be able to go in there and do what you've done. It's just impressive, man. It speaks to your speaks to yeah, your ability. Yeah, you. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, it, it's it's amazing. So so let's talk about Pop. What? How how is he processing? Uh, young Jay being <laughs> yeah. being the the elite series stud that he's being right now because he's over here messing with the TV, messing with yeah. <laughs> What What does he think about it, man? He's got to be proud, yeah. right?
3: Oh, yeah, he's super proud. He's just been laying back. I'm, I think he's watching the bass tracker more than anything. He <laughs> just keeps hitting the refresh button on the bass tracker all the time every time he calls me after the tournament. Says, oh, yeah, he must have caught one at three. you must have caught one at 2 well, o'clock. I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, why'd he you say you had 11? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's he's cool, done. man. Mm-hmm. yeah it's super fun
2: so with his with his professional walleye experience was there any sponsor advice or anything he gave you going into this or or at any time in your life growing up watching him was he like hey you know go be a doctor
0: (laughs) was there ever
2: (laughs) like you're crazy for wanting to be a professional bass fisherman son or or walleye fisherman get out of this is it was he ever like that or is he always just pushed you man be a fisherman
3: no he's never pushed me to do anything really. I mean, to do he just wanted me to do what I like to do. And that's awesome. from when I started, it was pretty much like whenever we would go fishing, we'd always go bass fishing. We wouldn't go walleye fishing because he would get home from a walleye derby and he wouldn't want to go walleye fishing again, you know? And, uh, at the time, like bass fishing up, maybe not down by you guys, but up by us, like bass fishing was just starting to take off. Yeah. Like we just finally started getting like you know 30 40 boat tournaments and things like that where like you could actually start bass fishing like before that it was all walleye mm-hmm. like there wasn't there was hardly I mean there was a couple like local clubs that ran bass tournaments and maybe like one series that ran a deal but at the time obviously I never had a, a boat or anything like that but yeah it was just like when I started bass fishing I just wanted to learn like every single thing about it and I went to school for 2 years at a tech school and I had a job locally that let me fish some of these tournaments and then arguably let me fish the opens for those 3 or well, those 2 years as a co angler and then the year as a boater. And then yeah, but yeah, That's I mean awesome. he never really pushed me for for anything.
2: That and and speaking of your for, for folks listen, if you don't know this about Jay, what he's failing to mention in those co-angler years, he won two events. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just no big deal. He just won two of those events the year he yeah. decided to just, you know, why not? Just, just go win a couple.
1: Just go. That, win a yes. couple. <laughs>
3: that was my, yeah. I, I think I was still would have stayed as a co-angler if I wouldn't have won those two events. Okay. That was kind of my, that was my Confidence
2: push. Boost. Yeah. That,
3: that was my push. And then also financially, yeah. That was a huge help because I was able to then get. I bought an an actual eighteen foot bass boat to fish the opens with, and then that's what basically pushed me to fish the opens because I had a decent boat and I had someone I could travel with, and yeah, you know, that's why I did it pretty much. Without without those two wins, I don't even know if I would have transferred over to the boater side or not. Unbelievable, man. What would you say?
2: Is your number one like confidence technique when you when you roll up somewhere? What's the what's the go to like on a largemouth body of water? Uh,
3: it would have to be like swimming a jig, okay, or like just flipping a Texas rig at shallow cover. Anything visual. I'm I'm a pretty visual. I wouldn't say I'm super visual fisherman, but I like to see what I'm fishing, whether it's on my eyes or on my graph, depending on the situation, but I'm a big flipper and I like to swim a jig when I'm at home fishing for large mouth.
2: My man, that, that's man at my own heart. Now, now are you a, <laughs> an Alabama river, Coosa river style swim jig fisherman? Or are you one of those, one of those, uh, Tom Munns who are old reelers? Like you just, yeah, uh, I'm more of a reeler. Okay. okay.
3: There's a difference, <laughs> yeah. man.
2: You get above the Mason Dixon line, y'all swim a jig a little different. I'm just saying. Yeah.
3: And they both, yeah, they both yeah, have their time and of... place. <laughs> of reelers I don't know. <laughs> winders, there's not, as, winders. <laughs> there's not as much cover in the water by us like you guys have right. down there like some of that grass is a little bit different yeah oh
2: yeah it, it cracks me up man i drew a guy when i fished co-angler and uh he will remain nameless uh but we, we were on eufaula and he goes yeah man I, i'm swimming a jig i was like oh all <laughs> right cool and uh and i got my my white swim jig tied on dude i was ready man i was fired up and we roll up on (laughs) the bank and he throws his little black and blue jig out there and he just starts reeling i said uh what are you doing <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said i'm swimming a jig i was like no you're not no you're not and then he proceeded to catch about 18 pounds in front of him i said no nope, you swim <laughs> a jig. they like the way you swim it better than they like the way i swim yeah. but it, it's it's a uh, that is an impressive technique to me always and i something I, i've gotten better with over time is is swimming one like that for sure uh but it is funny it's different man where you guys are at uh and i throw monsoor out there because he's a guy that you know he'll mm-hmm. he, he'll, he'll throw it in 40 feet of water for spotted bass, you know, half the time. Uh, he, he he likes to, to use that. So it is interesting to see the different styles with that one quote, you know, uh, genre of swim jig.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: But there's so many different trailers, so many different, do different things, different lines, do different things. So, uh, I expected you to say that I really did. I'm like, you know, Wisconsin river, it's got to be a swim jig. That's that's where that's where I was leaning. Now, smallies, are you? What's your what's your go to there? Like when you get to the Saint Lawrence without giving too much away, what's your uh, uh, favorite way to catch those? It
3: has to be. Oh, I like to throw a hair jig quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. It has to be between a hair jig. I, the drop shot's always a standby. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that's the go to anywhere when things are getting tougher. <laughs> but yeah, drop shot hair jig. Nedrig, I got a couple other Sneaky. smaller baits that we use up yeah. by Sturgeon Bay and things like that, but just the standard sw- small swim bait, things like, like that. that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like that hair jig bite, man. That's a good, yeah, that a good that's time. one of my favorites. Oh, no doubt. Uh, well, since I try to do this with everybody, now that I've got you on here and I am spending so much time up there in Wisconsin, I'm going to hold you to, uh, I'm going to invite myself for you to take me, you and your dad to take me to Sturgeon Bay. So, yeah. if you guys would like, well, I'll have recorded, you know, evidence that this conversation happened, and I forced myself into a fishing trip with you boys because I hear a lot of things about you boys on Sturgeon Bay.
3: I do hear Speaking things. of, uh, he's actually going there next week for uh, the Sturgeon Bay Open, which say, is, 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 is like the it? annual tournament yeah. every year. So, it's next week. And I get to go to Lake Fork instead. So I guess it's a good trade off.
2: It, it's a good trade, man. You'll enjoy yeah. <laughs> your, work and you'll, your dad'll catch some giant smallies. Uh, I was just up there last week in Appleton. It's still cold. Like you guys oh, yeah. are, yeah, you guys are not getting the weather we are in the South right now. No, for sure.
3: it's not good. Yeah. yeah it's I good. was just out today actually on our local river and water temp was just touching 46. Whew. It was still pretty chilly.
2: Isn't that frustrating to come down south for the first couple months of the year and you sight fish and yeah. flip and swim jig, and then you go home and you're like, really?
3: Yeah, it's got to be sucked. right. Yeah, and I'm that, not gonna lie, that was yeah, that was a little frustrating, and, and, but it's nice to get out of the house and we we know that when the water opens up up here that those fish aren't pressured, you know, and you can go out and catch. 20 30 of them yeah. in a day it's kind of fun
2: i've always heard that bite is really fun right after ice out man uh, oh yeah <laughs> I, I, if i liked being cold i would come experience it more but i'm, yeah, I'm not right. a cold water angler dude I'm, I'm out on that well jay i uh man i can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your evening to do this uh i wish you the best of luck the rest of the year tell everybody where they can find you on social media and uh man look forward to
3: keeping up with you the rest of the year yeah thank you i appreciate it very much uh everyone can find me on social media my instagram is just my name jay shakurt and then it's also the same on facebook and i try and keep up on there the best i can with how i'm doing and the updates and me traveling south and whatnot so thank you for having me on again hey, man
2: you're very welcome i'm uh i'm a fan and i look forward to seeing how the rest of your plays out for you dude thank you thank you jay jay Shakurit, right there guys uh that's a good young man that is that is after it in life, and to go. 2019, It's
1: 2022.
2: He's fishing the lead series. He fished as a co angler in the opens in 2019 and won two. This kid has got it, like he's got it, and comes from uh, his dad is an incredible, incredible angler, walleye just champ angler of the year in the professional walleye trails and. He uh, he grew up around this His dad hosts a TV show Very cool fishing family to, and, and to be kind of bipolar, right? They do smalling fish Obviously his dad's going to fish that Sturgeon Bay Open But for his son to be chasing this dream on the Elisa It's very cool Very cool So I appreciate Jay coming on to the show uh, I wanted to say real quick too My rant about the Opens It's all in good fun. Uh, I I know people like to get fired up. There'll be somebody from the Red River, like, send death threats (laughs) to my Instagram. I love alligators in the Red River, and we got crawfish. (laughs) Okay, okay. I've actually never fished the Red River, and I don't ever want to. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's whole. (laughs) oh me also uh as you're listening to this jacob wheeler's winning day one of the bpt no surprise there he had three pound average got like 47 bass over three pounds if i if i fish bpt uh i think that i i would get really over that (laughs) just well he did it again folks he did it again Kid's amazing, man. He's something else. He is something else. Uh, Watson had a good day up there. I got to I got to watch some earlier today. Watch the boys sight fishing, man. Jeff Reynolds wins the Toyota Series sight fishing. They sight fishing up there. It's been a uh, it's been a year. Some of these schedules have a line for guys to look at them and uh, and not on live scope. So it's been pretty cool. Some spawning stuff going on this year on the pro trails. I like to see it. I like to see. It. I love my live scope. Y'all know me, Garmin Nut But it's uh, it's cool to see some of this old school uh, You know, old school stuff I think as he said he was throwing a Carolina rig At Ross Barnett Down there in the uh, mod hole <laughs> uh, Old school, old school It's, uh, it's cool to see Alright, I appreciate each and every one of y'all Tuning in week after week Means the world to me uh, Boats and pros Boats and pros coming back Coming back we are greenlit, as they say, green lit to record six episodes. And I think, and y'all comment on this, hit me up, let me know. I really think I'm gonna film all of them and then put them out like six weeks in a row or every other week or something until they all drop. And and the reason being is I just I I I love filming those, but I hate the gaps we've had in between. It's very frustrating with my schedule, with Tanner's schedule, filming with the angler schedule that we're trying to get with. It's very hard to do. Uh, we film one and then we wait, you know, forever. It's been been since this fall since we've had an episode, and it drives me nuts. So, gonna gonna try to post those maybe later in the summer, early this fall, when we start getting those shots. Get them finished We're fixing to start here In the next couple of weeks Got a great list of anglers on those. Got a new idea for a series I want to try I'm going to try to shoot a pilot On that really soon uh, I don't know if it's a pilot When it's YouTube But it's a pilot to me Because it's uh, it's a new idea So uh, something I'm kind of proud of An idea I've came up with And uh, got some things next year That we're working on And uh, we're going to see Going to throw them out there And see uh, see how they work out um, But As always, right here, low budget live every week. Appreciate all of y'all. Make sure to hug your mama. I'm gonna take you out with some Biloxi blues. Like always, and I will see y'all next week.
1: I never could make it last.
2: Also, go vols. Baseballs, the baseballs.
1: Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got and a spare Just a white line Gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there